Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, whichever time you're listening to this. Welcome back to the HNS Podcast. This is episode number 46. Get a motherfucking round of applause for that one. No round of applause. Oh no, can we get some gunshots? How about an air horn? How about an air horn? Give us a motherfucking air horn. No air horn? No way. Oh, we ain't got no air horns. We ain't got no applause. All we had was some gunshots. All we had was some gunshots. Guys, if you guys are wondering what's playing in the background, it's heaven and hell. Kanye West. Kanye West, heaven and hell. And guys, if you're wondering why I started episode number 46 off with Kanye West, heaven and hell, it's because uh, yesterday I experienced both feelings, heaven and hell. Because let me tell you, yesterday, if you guys weren't paying attention, was motherfucking Yeezy Day part one. And today, if you guys are listening to it on the day it drops, it's Yeezy Day part two. However, today it's in the UK, it's in Europe, Asia, I think those other countries, uh, they're going to have Yeezy Day today. Yesterday was in the Americas, so North America, Canada, Mexico, Central America, South America, all those different areas, they received Yeezy Day yesterday. And for those who participated, you know the stress, the struggle, the the feeling of being on the edge of your seat, man, from fucking eight in the morning, okay, from eight in the morning until ten o'clock at night, it was non-stop madness, non-stop. Every hour, or probably every thirty minutes to an hour, a new pair of shoes would drop. You had to get on the website, so you had to get on EasySupply.com. Or the Adidas Confirmed app. And you're jumping back and forth, back and forth. Entering, entering, entering the, the raffles, entering the queues, the drops. To see if you, you know, if you made it into the quest. And dude, it is just, oh my god, it was so stressful. Because so many good shoes came out. And, and you know, I'm not going to say we didn't get any of them. Three little gunshots right here. Can I get two more gunshots? Oh. That's more than three. That's more than three. Ah. So check this out. The reason I let some gunshots go off is because we were actually successful yesterday. It wasn't just fucking L's. We got some dubs. We got some dubs. As a matter of fact, Carleesh got the dubs for me. Had her on the computers trying her damn hardest to shop for these Yeezys. And we nailed them. We nailed them. Three dubs, guys. Three dubs. So if I'm not mistaken, I think we got a dub on the uh, Yeezy 500 hyperspace or Yeezy 500 super moons, which are going to be a fuck perfect. They're going to be perfect because they're kind of like a yellowy, tan, more mauve desert color. Amazing. It's going to be an amazing shoe. I've never owned a pair of uh, Yeezy 500s before, and I've heard that the comfort level is next level. Revolutionary. So I'm ready for that. Um, Also, speaking of revolutionary comfort, the 350s. Which Carleesh, motherfucking gunshots, finally, finally nailed some 350s for herself. She's the only pair of Carleesh has had this whole time. 700s. 700 MNVNs, the minivans, in Geode. 
which is a rare, rare color wave. But I get it. It's a little more athletic. It's a sports shoe. It's more like a, you know, like a mom-dad shoe, right? Especially if mom-dads like to go walking around the neighborhoods, going on hikes or something. But the 350 is more of like the comfort boost shoe, but that's not necessarily intended for perhaps running and jogging. But then it could be argued that the 350 is intended more so for like, you know, standing, comfort, swag. You know what I'm saying? For the swag of it. Well, Carlish nailed herself some motherfucking Yeezy 350 V2s in the hyperspace colorway. And those things look crisp. Crisp. Crispy. Now, the last thing that we were able to cop is difficult for me to accept because I really fucking wanted them for myself and we copped them in a size way too small because we didn't think we were going to get them right? we're just like fuck it we're just going to enter for like a size you know a size 6 and we'll see what happens And what do you know? We got them. The third dub of the night. And perhaps the most rarest Yeezys that I own to date. The Yeezy Knitrunner Faded Azor. That's right. I have been wanting the Knitrunners so bad. So bad. And yesterday, a color wave came out that people were calling, you know, the, the Ninja Turtles, because they were like a little bit of green and blue and like some purpley or whatever. They're funky. They're weird. Look them up, guys. If you don't already know what I'm talking about, look up Yeezy Knit Runner. Well, we fucking got them. But they're a size too small. So I may have to find a close family member or somebody who might be interested in perhaps wearing them. But like I said, you know, look them up. Look them up because it's a funky shoe. It's a funky shoe. It looks like a house slipper. I've heard them. I've heard them described as like the Aladdins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it looks like a some kind of weird Middle Eastern slip-on. But the color wave is what makes it very hard to match. Not necessarily uh, easy on the eyes. People wouldn't necessarily think, "Hey, let me get this colorway," because it's you know, it's pretty. Um, neutral, it can match with anything, yeah, not, not this one, not this one, so, if you're interested, I guess, in a size 6 faded Azor knit runner, we got that shit, but otherwise, you know, it was a pretty successful Yeezy day, I'm not gonna lie to you, three dubs, ain't bad, a new pair of 500s, that's a style I have not yet had, so I'm, I'm all for it, I'm all for it, I ain't gonna cry about it too much. You know, I did my crying yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, I had to turn into a monster there for a second. But, um. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was easy day. So. Now that we survived that, we came out on top. Feeling like, you know. Feeling like I need to take Carlisha to the fucking casino. She might luck and she might have luck in her favor. Cause she fucking nailed it. Three dubs. Ended up leaving easy supply at the end of the day, feeling like a motherfucking worldwide web. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think it was Easy Supply. It may have actually been uh, Adidas Confirmed app, so who knows? You know, I've been hearing a lot of people say that the Adidas Confirmed app is um, actually how they get their dubs. 
and that Yeezy supply is very, very difficult for getting W's. But throughout the last year or so, if I'm not mistaken, I think the majority of the Yeezys that I've actually managed to cop have been directly from the Yeezy supply. I actually have not had any luck with the Adidas confirmed app. So, you know, I guess it just depends on who you ask. But yeah, man, that was the Yeezy day, right? So as far as the cops, we got three dubs bringing into H&S, H&S headquarters, three motherfucking W's. They're going to be our little trophies on the wall. But I kind of feel a little bit bad. I'm not going to lie because I don't know how true this is, but if I'm not mistaken, I think the shade room, they had actually posted up a tweet last night or actually it was midday probably something that Kanye West texted them you know again this is this is hypothetically or not hypothetically this is um, in theory because I don't know but apparently something that Kanye texted somebody ended up on the shade room and he was saying that Adidas is actually doing these easy days behind his back and I would say that I'm surprised but I'm truly not, given how Adidas just recently had all that controversy with the Adelette, with the shoe that looks, ju- with the slide that looks just like an easy slide, except like, you know, Minecraft out, or like, you know, topographical mapped out, it's, um, it's kind of, it's kind of disappointing and disheartening, knowing that, um, that Ye potentially is having all this stuff be released under his nose, you know, or without his consent, but at the same time, at the same time, it proves that Kanye West has brought value to Adidas. Because I'll be honest, growing up, I don't really remember a lot of people rocking with Adidas. You know, but then again, I'm I'm a Mexican, right? So in a Mexican household, Adidas didn't really go off that much, I guess. You know, I would see like in the, when we were like teenagers and stuff, we had the, you know, the, the, the shell, shell, shell toes. But that's about it. You know, we didn't really have no, like, you know, NMDs and stuff. At least not in my house. It was always more Team Nike. You know, we've had Cortezes and we've had um, just Nike runners, you know, and then just Nike slides and shit. You know, it was always more, more Team Nike. But then Adidas came out. And then all of a sudden it's Team Adidas because of Yeezy. So yesterday, I kind of did a little bit of the math, and, and the math may have not been 100% accurate, because I know there was a lot of shoes that were coming out that were cheaper, but I estimated, let's say about 180 right, because some shoes are about 220 other shoes are about $100, so let's shoot for the middle, like 150 and then we're thinking about random for the pairs, a pair, each pair probably dropped, let's say, 11,000, 15,000 pairs of shoes, and then times however many pairs dropped last night. If our math was correct, just yesterday alone, Yeezy sales generated anywhere from the hundreds of thousands of dollars to about half, was it half a million, half a billion dollars? No, probably not half a billion. I think our math may have been a little too skewed last night by saying half a billion. But it's safe to say that it's at least at over a million dollars were made last night alone, alone, on just shoe drops. Easily, though. Easily over a million. So you got to think, how much more value do you need Kanye West to prove to you as a company, as Adidas, that he brings... 
before you guys give this man a reasonable split of the of the shares, right? A reasonable split of the sales, and a, and a good percentage, a good a good cut of the company, and maybe renegotiate his contracts. Give this man some motherfucking brick and mortar stores. You know what I'm saying? Like a storefront. Like as fuck, man. If if there's anything I learned yesterday, is that not only does Easy Day have the power to put a chokehold on the culture. For the people who already love Yeezys. But then it's so intriguing. And it's so addicting. And enticing. That even people who are not considered Yeezy fans. It it pulls them in. It makes somebody want to say. Oh yeah. It's Yeezy day. Well let me see what all the different pairs are. That are coming out today. Because I may just want to get me one. Yo, Yeezy Day is fucking madness. Madness. And I'd hate to feel that Kanye West is being screwed over by this. Because this is his baby, man. So, it, in the words of Ye, you know, the last thing that he had posted up on that status was let God, let God step in. God fix this. Let Adidas know they fucking shut up. Do right by Ye. And everybody out there who participated in Yeezy Day, welcome to the team. Feels great, doesn't it? Now let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, man. So right off the jump, right off the jump, get a motherfucking round of applause and some air horns for Kansas boating motherfucking no ooh, ooh. Kansas cream pies are back on the motherfucking menu baby yes that's right that's right Kansas City voted to actually keep their abortion rights so I Wanna give one more one more mega fucking horn and one more round of applause to everybody in Kansas who went out and voted and actually made a difference. This is what we talk about. This is what I say on the podcast when I say that voting locally is where you make a change. You guys remember a couple episodes ago where I had a guest on here, um, James, who was telling us that voting locally, that's putting, you know, your mouth or that's putting action where your mouth is. Because everybody wants to rant, everybody wants to complain, but you actually got to go out there. And this fucking, just last night, just yesterday, you guys went out and you did it. You did it. You proved to everyone it's not just tough. Kansas and Kansans value choice. So fuck yeah, man. One more round of applause. Because three is the charm. Kansas. You did it again. But check this out. This is actually pretty funny. So, a certain... All right. And this is taken word for word from a gentleman on Facebook named Darren Smith. Okay? He says, So a certain barbecue restaurant... <clears throat> was hosting a vote yes party in hopes that it would pass over in Kansas. Many folks are on social media saying that they won't spend any more of their money there. Not that I have a dog in this fight, but if you know, you know. With five locations in the metro area, you know what it'll do. Gates Barbecue, serving Kansas City for over 75 years. You know what, man, I'm for fucking Gates. Gates Barbecue is some pretty, pretty good fucking barbecue. Messy as all hell, but smells delicious. You got to fucking walk in there yelling, knowing exactly what you want. It's just, it's a vibe, man. It's a vibe. Um, and, you know, it's a shame that the other barbecue joint that was mentioned was uh, in favor of the, of the yes vote. Because I actually kind of like their food, you know. But yesterday they were on the wrong side of history. So, I mean, what can we do? You know, what can we do? Then hit them with a motherfucking boo, right? 
But the good thing is, everybody who went out and voted yes or voted no on that, we came out on top. We value choice. And we're winning, baby. We're winning. So, big shout out to Kansas. Big shout out to um to all the people who were galvanized enough out there to use their uh, use their voice. And I'm proud. You know, I'm proud of it. I'm happy to hear it, man. Um, speaking of which, you know, speaking of um, happy to hear some fucking news. Okay. Another thing I was happy to hear was that since we're speaking of Kansas. Apparently, there's supposed to be a lot of development happening on the Kansas side. And I don't know if I'm new to this. You guys probably have already heard. You're probably getting this late for me. But I had no idea that Tesla was coming to Kansas. Okay? I'm talking about, I think, the um, Tesla factory, right? And if it wasn't that, it was potentially Panasonic. Could have been the Panasonic one that I mentioned a while ago. And actually, I think that's actually what it was. So so Kansas nailed the um, the $4 billion Panasonic factory out in DeSoto. And today at work, one of the um, one of the people I work with, they were telling me, they are like, hey, man, wouldn't that be an awesome change to, to work for work for Panasonic, do something great for the world? Helping out renewable resources and renewable energy and all that stuff. And I started thinking, I was like, man, the fact that the people are starting to think like that, right? That's what we need. But now what we want, what I want, what I want to see in the world, as Herb, as your host. Wait a minute, did I even introduce myself today? Are you fucking kidding me? We're about 20 minutes into the episode. Guys, hold up. Hold up a second. Give me a round of applause, okay? Give me an air horn. And give me a fucking gunshot. Because I am your host, Herb. And you are listening to the Urban Society Podcast. And like I was saying, as the host of the Urban Society Podcast, one of the things that I want to really help influence in society is the reintroduction of hemp, which is probably the most helpful herb on the planet. Okay, maybe not the most helpful, but definitely in the top five. And I want to reintroduce it back to the world on every scale possible, from from agriculture to textile to industrial use to, you know, topical to edible Anything, anything, anything that hemp could be turned into. As a society, we are doing ourselves a disfavor by not using it. And the crazy thing is, if you really think about it, okay, if you really step back and look at the world, it's probably what, two, three generations ago that it was outlawed. So our grandparents never really probably knew too much about hemp. Our parents didn't know too much about hemp. And we're kind of getting back into it thanks to the internet and, you know, social media and YouTube and documentaries and us doing our research. But before these three generations, every generation before that, to the times where we were back in agricultural days, when we learned how to farm, for the most part, everybody grew hemp. That's nuts to me. It's like the fact that we're outlawing it and it's so ingrained into what it means to be a human in a society, in a developed society. It's almost like, man, the minute you overturn that law and you say, all right, you guys can grow hemp, marijuana, cannabis. And actually, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think hemp is actually legal in all, in all 50 states. It's just that as a whole, there's not a lot of businesses that are focusing on it because of the stigmas or the stigma still there. So, you know, people aren't, it's not the zeitgeist yet, the way I want it to be again. But what, what I was saying is 
now that it's legalized, like, can you imagine if you give every, everybody a fucking, a little hoe or a gardening tool and a seed, it's so ingrained into our DNA that we probably already know what the fuck to do. We'll just start making a little hole, throw the seed in there, but bam, check it out. I bet you a good 75% of the population has a green thumb and they don't even know it. They don't even know it. So that's what I'm saying, like, I, in some hand, in some part, either want to help invest in a company or start a company or be the laborer for the company that is creating hemp products. And actually, let me not just leave it blanketed because hemp products, immediately I think hemp oils, hemp creams and stuff like that. Let me specify. I want to actually create hemp hemp homes, right? So I want to get into the industrial use with hemp. So I want to work with a company, start a company or invest in a company that is doing hemp architecture, hemp construction, hemp brick. Because I used to, when I, when I really got into my hippie phase and I wanted to kind of figure out um, alternative ways of, of living and growing and developing and just living life, you know, which I ended up doing none of them, really. I mean, somewhat alternative, I guess, but then it ended up becoming the, the norm. When I was introduced to all that stuff and I was really starting to think, all right, what what do I want to do with my life? All right, what what are some different alternative ways I can live and stuff? One thing kept popping up and it was earth ships. And earth ships are apparently, they're made out of like a lot of recycled material. Like, you know, they use tires and they use bottles and they create domes out of like glass and it ends up being really unique and holistic and and I don't know what other what other words to use, right? Because I'm not too well studied and I could probably use badass words and you guys know exactly what I mean. But it was very in tune with what I imagine a life in balance with nature would look like. It was a mixture of postmodern learning how to use waste in a recycled format while still also having different additions to the house that would work with nature um and you know to be more specific like their gutter system like each one of these dome ships would have gutter systems that would collect the water and then that water would kind of you know go down a little aqueduct or a gutter system into a basin which would either a be filtered out and become everybody's drinking water or you know the inhabitants drinking water or it also had like another irrigation system, which would either help out their gardening inside, uh, their gardens outside in the water bed or the garden beds, or it would also do, uh, it become the plumbing water and become the water for, you know, the toilet and stuff. So I've seen some of these homes when done the right way, become like, you know, at least at the most an interesting Airbnb, you know what I'm saying? Like I would, I would have an extended stay in one of those earthships and try to find the balance of of the life, you know? And and more so, rounding back to how I got off on this tangent, um, if I could make earth ships or earth domes like that out of hemp, I think that would be even more genius. You know what I'm saying? So just something to think about, you know, something to think about. Um I guess I'm just going to plant it out in the world because upon saying it, you know, it becomes a seed and hopefully somebody else is kind of thinking the same same way and becomes a conduit and somebody does it. Because I know there's people out there doing it already, but I wish we could get that started here in the metropolitan area where I were, we're HQ'd out of at the moment. And um, also, I wish I could have more of a part of it, you know, like, like I said, you know, if not working with the people, at least having like a, some kind of tie you know, helping fund or something, you know what I'm saying? Because I think doing that would be amazing. And um, even more, actually, would be pretty dope. So apparently when Kanye West was in Calabasas, here I go with the Kanye West again, right? It, <laughs> the listeners of this podcast probably know this is an unofficial Kanye West podcast. Like, Urban Society should should kind of be called, like, Urban Society, Yay Society or some shit. Anyways, anyways, anyways. So, for those of you guys who know, Kanye West, um, or don't know, Kanye West, when he was still living in Calabasas, he was making um, domes. And um, 
he was trying to create like different style houses, right, for the Yeezy home. And a lot of those different domes, you know, I guess I imagine they probably use like some certain wood or some bamboos and stuff like that. But they're very similar to, I imagine, um, you know, the material that would be in a primitive earth ship, you know, or something like that. But uh, apparently the rounded huts that he was making, they were more inspired by Luke Skywalker's uh, home planet on Tatooine. And um, they look pretty interesting. So if there was a way that I could potentially get connected with the Yeezy architecture team and then see if we can make these Tatooine-inspired houses out of hempcrete, then I think that would be even fucking better. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, I just, it's just an idea, right? Like, I, I just really want to wanna find a way to meet, honestly, anybody on the Kanye West team. Because a lot, a lot of people are great out in the world, but I just really, really rock with what Kanye West team is doing. So I wouldn't mind working for anything, you know, the shoe designing department, the clothing design department, the, uh, the home department, you know. I, I would literally do anything. But these houses... If I could get him to understand how this idea would be even better, more unique, and would potentially galvanize more people if they were made out of hemp, then I think working with the Yeezy architecture team on these domes would be the shit. But anyways, you know, that's just something. You know, I just, I was just rambling. You know, I'm just saying, I'm saying that people really need to pay more attention to hemp. You know, I spent the first half of this episode, or, you know, first part of the episode, I guess, rambling about materialism and how i really like these shoes and stuff like that but i can't let you guys forget that i'm also a wealth of knowledge and ideas when it comes to you know you know like pivotal things things that can actually change the world things that are artistic creative surreal psychedelic like i'm not just materialistic you know there's more depth to me but on easy day on easy day we try to go hard you know what i'm saying but, it, <laughs> but if those those that know me close, no, I'm not that that materialistic. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm pretty modest in a lot of different things. I just like you know, my dailies. If I'm gonna be wearing them every day, it's my shoes. You know, I at least want my shoes to be nice. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but anyways, one more uh, one more round of applause for the Easy Team yesterday and today, kicking things off. They're doing the Easy Day. Apparently, uh, Adidas might have fucked them over, but the fact that it's still the Yeezy brand, like, it still helps Kanye West, man. Well, speaking of brands, speaking of, um, speaking of brands and crazy shit, right? I want to talk about another person whose brand is known everywhere. Everywhere. And... Low-key, he was a big inspiration to this podcast. You know, he was a big inspiration to me. There was like a whole two, three summers where all I listened to was his music. And I know you guys are probably thinking it's Kid Cudi. It's not Kid Cudi. I want to give a big, big, big round of applause. Okay? Air horns. Give some motherfucking air horns. And some motherfucking gunshots to Burner. Because Burner has changed the motherfucking world with his brand Cookies. And apparently, Burner is on the motherfucking cover to Forrest, baby. That fucking song just cut right the fuck off. But man, let me tell you. Burner, being on the cover of Forbes is huge. It's huge. And for those of you guys who don't know why he's on the motherfucking cover of Forbes, trust me, I know that you know why. Because currency, or not currency, it's because Burner has changed 
the cannabis game with his brand Cookies. And he's on the motherfucking cover of Forbes with the marijuana meltdown. He's the $150 million cannabis king. And if you guys are wondering what's playing in the background, it's Shop Like This by Burner and Currency off of Pino Grigio. It's a 2019 project, but it's one of my motherfucking favorite projects. That shit is fire. And I just want to say big congratulations to Burner. You deserve it, man. Change the fucking game with cookies. I have seen, I follow cookies on Instagram, right? And I see a new cookie shop pop up at a new state every fucking week, it seems. And, and real quick, too, shout out to the graphic design team because they're killing it, man. This shit is fire. But yo, cookies as a brand has taken over as a lifestyle brand, as a weed strain. Everybody knows cookies to the fact where when you think exotic gas, you think cookies. If somebody hits you with an oh, bro, it's that cherry cookies. It's a Tropicana cookies. It, you know, it's cookies. You know you're getting some good shit. You know. And he's a marketing genius. He's the apple of wheat. Burner is the apple of wheat. Burner, look, hey, you know what's funny? Look, here I go again, riding hard for Yay. If Ye gets in the wheezy in the wheezy uh in in the weed game and calls his shit the Yeezy Yeezy Pack, bruh. The Yeezy Pack? No way. But fucking current but uh burner, man. He deserves this shit. He deserves it. And this is what he said. This is what he said on his Instagram. He said, wow, not only is this extremely humbling, but this is the definition of life goal shit. It's every entrepreneur's dream to make it to the cover of Forbes magazine. But the reality is many founders and CEOs of the largest companies in the world will never get a chance to achieve that goal. To be selected as one of the faces for the federal legalization in our country is a huge compliment to my work. In 2021, Adage Name Cookies, one of the hottest brands. That was the first time a cannabis company was featured in the advertising industry's top tier publication. 2021, Cookies. Today, I'm officially the first cannabis executive to be featured on the iconic Forbes magazine cover since the company's launch in 1917. Give this motherfucker some motherfucking air horn and another round of applause, y'all. He then goes on to say, I live for stuff like this. I look forward to continue to kicking down doors, pushing the cannabis industry forward and representing minorities in the space. I can't tell you how good this feels after recently beating cancer. I want to thank my whole team at Cookies and Forbes for shedding light on my story. Roll one for your boy. Physical copies hit stands on A16. Hit the link in my bio for the full article. Life's a trip, man. I'm truly blessed. Burner. One more time. Round of applause. Motherfucking air horns. And some gunshots. What a mother... What a legendary accomplishment, brother. Big, big, big shout out to Burner. Man, you have no idea if I can get you on this fucking podcast. That's a dream. That's a dream, bro. To get Burner, to get Wiz, to get Currency, you know. Tommy Chong, Cheech Marin. I need to get the icons on Urban Society. I need to get you guys to be some kind of partners in this shit because you guys can help me take it to the next level. But to have you on this podcast would be an honor. Even more so now that you're breaking down the walls and being a motherfucking pioneer even more so. Shout out, Burner. For anybody who doesn't fucking know Burner, go out there and listen to his shit. Matter of fact, his latest, latest, latest project is uh, his 2021 Gotti. Or you can check out the Deluxe released in 2022. You know, he's killing it out here. He's killing it. 
Burner. I'm gonna let this one play for a little bit. This was for you, bro. From a whole different area, looking at the game. It's a fucked up scenario. Smoke on my burial, convos are hairy. I just sat down with the government in Ontario. They're my biggest client now. They load up cargo too many planes goats. and they fly about two million six minutes. Big business on Gotti. Crib in the cut, cost six tickets. Rick Ross, Nas. It's my third one. Kevin got already won. You got a plug in California. Is it a steady one? Or does he Legendary play the fake shit. price game like Harry when I'm locked in at 18? What a great team. Never been to jail, practicing. The OGs respect me. The factory set on the present looks sexy. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Big shout out to Burner. Big shout out to Cookies. You know, big shout out to the cannabis world. To all the entrepreneurs out there changing the game little by little. I hope to get each and every one of you hustlers, entrepreneurs, groundbreakers, everybody in the cannabis world on this podcast. And that's my fault for not reaching out yet. Because I know a lot of you guys have been interested. And I've been slacking, bullshitting, having just random episodes. But it's kind of put a fire under my ass, man. It's inspired me. Shout out, Burner. Shout out everybody else who's been kicking ass. You guys have been doing fucking great things. Um, Got just a couple more stories I wanted to say. But fuck. Coming down from that, yo. That, yo, that was, that's inspiring shit, man. That's inspiring shit. That's groundbreaking. Shout out Cookies, yo. But speaking of some more groundbreaking shit, everybody would think Elon Musk is one of the most, like, groundbreaking individuals, right? Another pioneer. Somebody kicking down the fucking doors. Well, Apparently, Elon Musk's dad doesn't like Elon too much. And the 76-year-old man said he's not proud of him and he needs to lose some weight. That's fucked up, man. That is fucked up. Leave this man alone, brother. Leave this man alone. You know, I took, I took this shit personally. Cause I can imagine my pop probably saying this to me. I'm not proud of you. You ain't really done nothing in your life. Just you know. But that's different, man. That's fucking Elon, bro. God damn. His dad's a hater. His dad is a hater. Anyways, man. Yeah, I thought that was pretty uh pretty interesting, you know. Uh, apparently his dad ain't fucking with him. And he says his torso is a little too big. You know what I'm saying? He said you're selling Teslas, not torsos. So it, you know, that is what it is. Elon, I support you, brother. We in here, we in this together. But man, we inch closer and closer, week by week, to all these concerts I'm ready for. I just hope we make it. I hope everything's gonna be cool. Fucking COVID spiking back up again. Don't need it. Weather's finally cooling off because the rain. Needed it. You know, shit's about to be better again. At least I'm hoping. You know, at least I'm hoping. But. Two more things I wanted to cover before I leave. If you guys are listening to this before Friday, we got a first Friday kickback under the bridge. It's this Friday from 6 to 10. There's going to be low riders, pop-up vendors, food vendors. It's under the I-35 overpass on the corner of Jefferson Street and Avenida Cesar E. Chavez. It's going to be some dope shit. You know, it's sponsored by, uh, I think it's um, Latino Arts, Casey Estilo. H-E-D-C. And you know, H-E-D-C is going to pop up in that bitch too and try to network. I'm going I'm to see what's up. I'm going to see what's up. But for anybody out there, this Friday is First Friday. Go check out that Under the Bridge kickback. And I imagine there's also going to be tons of, um, tons of you know, art down the streets. You know, the crossroad area is going to be pretty lit. First Fridays get pretty nice. And apparently the weather this Friday... It's not supposed to be too bad. It's going to be sunny. A little hot, but sunny. You know, it's not going to be raining. But people are going to be out there. You know, it's going to be one of them good-ass days. So come out this Friday, first Fridays, if you guys are listening before that. If not, and whatever, you know, you got to wait till next fucking Friday. But be safe. Have fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. 
I did say I had one more story, but guess what? Forget about it. Till next time, y'all. Uh, actually, I got a couple more things to say real quick. If you guys are wondering what's this, this is making movies. Song called Calor. Off of Soba. Yeah, it's some good shit, right? So actually, the story I wanted to talk about real quick is regarding making movies. And that's their festival. And it's coming up real quick. So I gotta make sure I talk about it on this episode and hopefully the next episode so you guys can at least hear about it before it happens. So check this out. It's called Celebrate Americana. And it's making movies with special guest D Smoke. That's pretty big. I'm not gonna lie to you, that is pretty big. You know what I'm saying? So, if you guys don't already um, follow making movies and, you know, don't know about it, then here's a little something to know. September the 10th. It's going to be this festival. It's at Grinders. It's in Kansas City, Missouri. And it starts at 7 p.m. So check out this lineup. You got Making Movies, D Smoke, David Hidalgo and Steve Berlin of Los Lobos, Mireya, Asdru Sierra of Osomatli, The Sensational Barnes Brothers, 123 Andres, or Andres, Malek Azrael, Amado Espinosa, Rebel Song Academy, Beatrix, Malia, Harmony Project, KC. Yo, I got a feeling this shit's not starting at seven. This might be an all day thing. So make sure you guys check it out for real, for real. Cause it doesn't actually say on the flyer. But early bird tickets on sale until August 12th. So you guys have all this time right now to buy tickets to that festival. And it sounds like it's gonna be a dope lineup. If you guys don't, don't know who D Smoke is, I think he was a winner of one of them shows on Netflix, you know, the singing shows. And um, he's actually the brother of Sir, who is on TDE. So, you know what I'm saying? Just a little something, something for you to know. So, that's what I'm saying. This is um, it's an action-packed, not action-packed, this is a pretty, how would you say? This is all dance, fusion, it's gonna be dope. You better have them hips greased for this fucking show, because you're gonna be dancing. And if you're just standing for the whole show, you might not have rhythm. Because if you have rhythm, one of these acts is going to get you dancing. So, you know, so I'm saying do your yogas, do your stretches, get it all out the way. But this is a big show, okay? So September 10th, celebrate Americana Music, an arts festival created by and sponsored, hosted by Making Movies. So it's going to be big. And uh, let's continue playing a little bit of that song, Calor, because, man, that shit is fire. That's groovy. That's groovy. Now, speaking of groovy music, some a band that they actually remind me of, and I imagine they probably drew inspiration from, it's a band that I'm going to their concert, and I've been talking about them for a couple uh, episodes now. It's the Mars Volta. There's something interesting to know about the Mars Volta is by the time you're probably hearing this episode, it's probably a Mars Volta single out. Because apparently there's one coming out this weekend. And from some of the people who have heard previews of it, they say it's a... Uh, going to be a div divisive one. It's going to kind of split people up. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, you know. I'm excited. I'm a fucking Mars Volta fan. And of course, I think their, mu their new music is going to be different than their old stuff because it's not the same members, you know. R.I.P. to the members who are no longer with us. But um, they've aged. 
and it's going to be the style of music that they can and feel comfortable playing right now in their age so i'm gonna embrace it regardless it's gonna be dope you know what i'm saying it's gonna be dope so yeah apparently we got some new music coming out and uh you know what since we're talking about it guys since we're talking about it let me play let me play one more quick little Mars Volta song that reminded me of the last one. It's a little dancer. You guys probably heard it already. Meanwhile, I check out what uh what new albums are supposed to come out. So this is the Mars Volta. Black Light Shine. Off of the Mars Volta self-titled. check it out let's check it out apparently this friday we have you guys ready we have nope nope that was um that was last week i don't have any news for you so guess what you should have a look guys you get that news tomorrow and I might not be recording an episode tomorrow. So, what albums are dropping this week? Psh, random ones. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Herb. You're listening to the Urban Society Podcast. Hope you guys learned a little something. Experienced probably three different little vibes there. But hey, it's what you need. Throw your fucking headphones on. Listen to something different. Enjoy life. Have some fun. And ask me to hang out. Take me out to events. Let's kick it. Have fucking, you know, live podcast sessions. Do some dope shit, alright? Until then, remember, first Friday is this Friday. New music, dub shit, hope you bought some shoes, we're out.